Hi, I'm Deb Hunter, and welcome to All Things Tudor, the podcast that blows the dust off the history books and brings the world of the Tudors roaring back to life. Each episode will bring you awesome guests and topics, stories, and revelations. The power, the sex, the scandals, the romance, and the ruthlessness. So join me, and together we'll pull back the curtain and discover the real lives of the Tudors. Hi, welcome to All Things Tudor. I'm Deb Hunter, and today I am very excited to welcome the TV editor and critic for Pace Magazine, Allison Keene. Pace Magazine is the standard for music, film, and all things pop culture. So it's only appropriate that she would be here to talk about the phenomenon that Tudor England has become in pop culture. So welcome, Allison. How are you today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to dive into the wild and wonderful world of the Tudors today. Boy, it was wild. Wasn't it? <laughs> what, what do you think about the popularity of Tudor England right now? I mean, you know, drama, intrigue, sex, murder. What's not to like? It's perfect for television. I think Stars has had a large influence in that space, you know, with their Queen and, and Princess series based off of Philippa Gregory's novels. And it's been really well received by their audience who's watching Outlander and some of their other, you know, women-centric programming, like myself. So yeah, I think that that sort of uh, created this new boom of interest in the era, which has been really fun. It's truly a phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's something about that era that's still speaks to who we are today. You know, it was so long ago, and yet it was at this period of time when coming out of the Middle Ages, getting into the Renaissance, and England is sort of flourishing in a way that I think has defined it really, at least in our minds, you know, ever since. And of course, that era is also so ripe for fantasy settings even today. And and so I think that, you know, we're seeing a lot more fantasy series on TV that reference a lot of things from the early Tudor era and and moving through it. So, um, and of course, Game of Thrones was influenced by the War of the Roses and and leading into this um, Tudor period. So it's kind of everywhere on TV right now. Do you believe that's why it's entered the realm of pop culture? I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, Showtime series back in 2009, The Tudors, you know, um, certainly brought an awareness to the time period and, and reawakened an interest in it. But, you know, then you have uh, Wolf Hall, which Hilary Mantel wrote in 2009 and uh, focuses on Thomas Cromwell and the establishment of the Church of England. And that was adapted into a miniseries that was on the BBC and then later on PBS. And that was less of a soap opera and, and more of political and religious back channeling. And I think that just shows how this era is so ripe with story. You know, there are so many different layers to it and different ways to investigate it. I mean, to me, that's just the perfect marriage for, you know, a, a TV show to really be able to dive into to all of that. Why do you believe Americans are so fascinated with this era? I think that, you know, it, maybe it comes from a general kind of Anglophilia and I'm definitely an Anglophile, so that's kind of where I draw that from, I guess. But there's this romanticism um, of that past and um, that we, you know, as the relatively new nation of America, just 
don't have. Um, you know, we go back less than 250 years officially. We don't have castles. We weren't part of, you know, the Renaissance in that same way that Europe was. And, and yet that era has played such an, a major role in shaping our culture. So, you know, I think when we look back at that time and then start to uncover how sort of deliciously scandalous it was, it's really fun <laughs> to play in that world and also feel a little detached from it because it doesn't have a direct bearing on us in the same way it does, of course, in England. But, you know, it, it reminds me of when I was in Bath about 10 years ago, and uh, I just sort of casually stumbled across this building that had a, a stone carving that said, oh, this is where, you know, Egbert, the first king of England, was crowned in the 800s. Like, it was just, it was so casual, but no one was paying any attention to it. I'm like, the 800s? I can't even... <laughs> Of that, we have nothing. I'm lucky if I can find something in Atlanta that's older than the 1980s. You know, we just have no sense of our own history. Um, so I think there's adventure and romance and knights and princesses and kings, and um, that's something we don't have. Absolutely. And the clothes, the clothes were to die for, sometimes literally. Yes. And that is something that I think doesn't get enough praise and attention in some of these shows. You know, there's so much drama and the story is so interesting. It's like, let's let's pause and think about <laughs> what was happening in fashion during this time, especially those hats. That was really something else, you know, altogether. A very good point. Let's circle back around to the white princess and the Spanish princess. Didn't you get to spend some time on the sets while those were being filmed? I did. I was lucky, uh, lucky enough to go and uh, spend some time outside of London and Bath where they were filming. Um, and, you know, I think one thing that doesn't come across, um, speaking of the fashions of the day, one thing that doesn't come across on screen as well as it should is just how intricate the costuming is and the complexity of the set design. Everything is so just intricate and gorgeous. And I think a lot of that gets lost, you know, in, in quick edits and focusing on the story. And they filmed in so many historic places in England, while at the same time building these really astonishing sets that just mirrored, you know, the, the stone walls and these, these iron doors. And had I not seen some of that in person, I would have assumed everything was on location. But, you know, they just, the way they craft these series is just so... Uh, incredible. And I think that's one of the reasons why they're so short <laughs> is because they probably cost so much to make. And, you know, when there's so much television, it's very rare for me to say, oh, I wish there was more <laughs> of something because we have so much. But when it comes to those stars series, you know, I really wish that we had multiple seasons investigating each of these eras, you know, from Elizabeth Woodville to, you know, the white princess and then Catherine of Aragon and Spanish princess. There's just so much to to dig into. And, you know, again, with the filming, I think one thing that is really funny, of course, is that everyone is in these intricate, intricate costumes, and then they take a break, and then you sit down and chat with them <laughs> while they're in, you know, their full garb, just casually, you know. And it's just so funny how they uh, can move in and out of that world so easily. And I know a lot of them say, you know, the costumes help really get into character in, in those cases, because, I mean, you're fully decked out, you're in a set or on location where you're sometimes even in the places where these things were happening 500 years ago. And that really sets the stage. I'm so jealous. <laughs> that That's all I can say. I, I, <laughs> I can't even imagine being there while they've filmed those. 
If you're a fan of Tudor history, come join us at All Things Tudor, a Facebook group dedicated to, well, All Things Tudor. Members can contribute a wide array of subject matter about Tudor history. You can also listen to the All Things Tudor podcast. There's a book club and a weekly clubhouse live audio chat, often featuring very special guests. Look for upcoming surprises for the group members in 2022. Become a member of one of the largest groups of Tudor history enthusiasts on the planet. Simply go to the Facebook search bar, type in All Things Tudor, select the option to join the group, and of course answer the membership questions. Join us now at All Things Tudor. Look forward to seeing you. Some of the most exciting things were seeing the scenes play out. So normally what they will do on these kinds of set visits is uh, bring you in and, you know, have you interview not just the cast, but um, all the different art departments, which I always find very fascinating um, how they create the look and replicate so many of these objects that were, you know, of the time. And then, you know, usually we'll get to observe a couple scenes being filmed, which really just goes to show you how many times they go through each of these scenes, <laughs> you know, before they hit the final one or they edit them together or they do it from one side and they do it from the other side. And it can be really exciting, you know, people riding in on horseback and just moving through these spaces in a way that um, really just comes alive. And, you know, sometimes when you visit a set, it kind of takes away from the magic of the final piece. Um, cause you're like, well, I've, I've seen how the sausage is made. Right. And <laughs> so maybe it's now it's not quite as, as splendid, but I think with period pieces in particular, I don't feel that way because the amount of creativity and craft that goes into it is so astonishing that, um, it's magical regardless. Well, it sounds like it. You wrote an article on a, a new star series that all we know so far is that it will be released this summer. It's called Becoming Elizabeth, and that went viral in my Facebook group, All Things Tudor. What can you tell us about the article, and what can you share about the series that you know so far? Yeah, it's, um, well, first of all, thank you <laughs> for your support of the article. We always appreciate that. Um, so Becoming Elizabeth is the latest in this series of York and Lancaster and now Tudor stories being told on stars. Emma Frost and Matthew Graham had uh, been the showrunners previously. Now it's Anya Reese, And, you know, we're, we are moving into a new time um, with Elizabeth. And I think one thing that the production really wants to focus on is an era of her life that's not as well documented. Because, you know, one of the things that was so great about the White Queen and the White Princess and, and so forth is that they focused on women behind the scenes. You know, we weren't talking about Henry VIII all the time. Um, we weren't talking about Thomas Cromwell the whole time. It was sort of these uh, power players that whose names we didn't know. And so Elizabeth obviously is someone we do know <laughs> a lot about, but we don't know a lot about her early years. And that is what this series is going to be focusing on. So uh, when Becoming Elizabeth starts, she will be about 14 years old. And I was recently able to uh, watch a panel of Anya Reese, the creator, George Orman, the executive producer, Alicia Von Rittberg, who plays Elizabeth, and Tom Cullen, who plays Thomas Seymour, during the TV Critics Association press tour 
Um, this is something that happens twice a year and, and the networks bring folks in for us to, to talk to and ask questions about. And what they talked about was how this series is really going to focus on these half siblings who, you know, all of Henry's children who have different mothers and they love each other, but they're rivals and they have to make these terrible decisions <laughs> about one another because of the politics of the time. And they are being used as pawns. I mean, Elizabeth's 14 years old. She's being treated as an adult, but she's also being used as a pawn by the adults in her life. And that that's very stressful. So <laughs> it's also ripe for drama. And I think that, you know, at, in this moment in history when her brother is king and she's kind of figuring out what her place is in the family, that's something that's not as well documented. So I'm looking forward to that because it's something we haven't seen. You're absolutely right. And we we do need to see more things, not only about Elizabeth, but the other women in the Tudor era. I completely agree. Now, back to Becoming Elizabeth, I have to ask, have they released any images for that series? They have. Um, in that article that I believe y'all saw, there were four images that uh, were released that don't give us too much information uh, there are two of Tom Cullen, who some of your listeners may recognize from Downton Abbey and also a series called Nightfall. But he's sort of the roguish Tom Seymour, you know. he's They have him in these shots just being handsome and maybe he's got something darker going on. We don't know. And then the two pictures of Elizabeth, she looks very unsure <laughs> of what's going on, which I think is perfect for where this series is going to pick up, especially because... I think, and I don't know yet, I have not seen anything else from it, but I think it's going to really be focusing on this time that she is close with the Seymours. Thomas Seymour has married Catherine Parr. Elizabeth is spending time with Jane Grey. These are all major, major players at the time. And so I think we're going to get a little more of an intimate story of maybe how that evolved and how that played out. So you've been able to see all this already. Yes. And actually, if y'all go to uh, Paste Magazine and look up Becoming Elizabeth, it will be the most recent news piece, I believe, will have those four images on there for y'all to see. And, you know, costume-wise, the only thing that really stands out is Elizabeth's hat. I always have to mention Tudor hats because they're just so interesting <laughs> in their sort of, their boxy, pointed way. Um, and it, it looks fairly muted at the time. Now, I am not an expert on Tudor fashion, but I wouldn't mind if they maybe downplayed some of what might look a little more ridiculous to us now, <laughs> you know, it becomes distracting, I think, to a point. But again, if you just, if you look at it, it's all so intricately made and done. And, you know, I always just want to shine a light on those costume designers and the set designers, because I think they never get enough kudos for what they do. And they're the ones, especially in these period pieces, that certainly make these things come to life. They really do. Just one more time, can you run through the general info about the cast and characters that you know about so far, please? So basically, the series is going to start with Elizabeth, age 14, played by Alicia von Rittberg. Um, she's going to be uh, living, I think, at this time with Thomas Seymour, played by Tom Cullen, and also uh, Catherine Parr, played by Jessica Rain, who, again, some of your listeners might know from Call the Midwife. If y'all watch as much PBS as I do, <laughs> then you'll recognize quite a few of these cast members. Um, there's also Romola Garay as uh, Mary the First, 
And we're going to get to see Elizabeth's relationship with Jane Grey, uh, played by Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones, and also her brother, who is um, Edward VI, who is king at this point, and yet, you know, still a child. So one of the things that I found interesting in the interview with the uh, creators and the cast is that um, creator Anya Reese said, you know, everyone is rearranging themselves and their lives at this point, having lived through the reign of a violent dictator. Because when the series begins, Henry is dying. Henry VIII is dying. And that leaves such a power vacuum that is, you know, causes the scramble among everyone at court who had just been cowering (laughs) for years under Henry's reign. And now it's like, well, he's got all these children and they all have different mothers. Who's actually going to be in power and you know who deserves to be in power and who can I use to get power and that is really really ripe for drama it truly is do you have any secrets you can share with us (laughs) I don't have any secrets I wish I did um I know that um the series should be coming out soon I don't know if we know for sure exactly I don't think there's a date yet um I, I know you mentioned summer it might come out by spring but, you know, if you have not watched the other Stars series, I would highly recommend it because it lays such a wonderful groundwork to get to this point and to kind of uh, help understand where the Tudors are at the point when Henry dies and, you know, there's sort of this vacuum. And I just think that it's been such a wonderful time in television to be able to have all these period pieces and these fantasy shows that are referencing these same periods because they're so exciting to explore. And um, yeah, I think, so no secrets, but I wish I did. (laughs) I'm just very, I'm also a fan. I'm a critic, but I'm also a fan and I'm looking forward to to what's coming. Well, thank you very much for your time. And you are welcome to come back to All Things Tudor anytime you want. So just let me know. I would love to just talk tutors with you at any time. So um, I hope you have a great day. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. You've been listening to All Things Tutor. My thanks go to listeners, my husband, and my team. If you like what you hear, leave a review, follow wherever you get your podcast and share with your friends to help others find the show. Join the All Things Tudor Facebook community to connect with tens of thousands of Tudor history lovers. You can also connect with me across social media at the Deb ATL. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch y'all later.